Hey guys, Texas Slim here. This is an impromptu discussion I'm having today with a uh, lot of y'all's new favorite, Sean Johnson. Hey, Sean, how's it going? I'm going. I'm going. It's going. You're going? <laughs> it is going. Hey, it's a new year. And, uh, you know, you and I had a discussion a while ago, but, you know, letting people know, hey guys, this is, this podcast is basically about to ramp it up. Uh, what we're really doing is becoming purpose-driven and we're going for 100,000 subscribers in our Substack. Uh, we've got uh, a destination and Sean and I were just talking and we wanted to record this because, you know, this is a new year and it's time to reflect. It's a time to take advantage of the opportunity of kind of the narrative in society right now is that everybody's kind of saying, hey, I'm gonna make a change. and you know, being random with our decision-making basically in our lifestyle and our intentions has gotten pretty dangerous. And we just had a discussion that, you know, we need to understand where we're going in this life. We need to create a destination. Random behavior basically gets you into a game of chess where you are the pawn and, and you are basically the product. And the only way you're really going to figure out if you are the pawn in somebody else's game is you take a step back and you reflect and you say, okay, I'm going to make my decisions based on being results driven. That is a purpose driven life that has a destination that means something to me, not somebody else. You turn these multinational corporations, these food companies, these people that are trying to do prohibition against your freedom and your, your nutrition, you turn them into your pawn. And, you know, that's something Sean and I always have these really good discussions. And that's why we do these impromptu uh, podcasts. I'm sitting in a freaking convenience store parking lot right now in Amarillo, Texas. And I was telling Sean, there are four convenience stores within a quarter mile of me. And I said, basically, the convenience store has become the new supermarket. And going back to what I just said, Sean, that's right there. People are random whenever they're designing their consumption model. Most people are eating at convenience stores. It is their supermarket, their breakfast, their lunch, or their dinner. At least two times a day, a lot of people are doing that. That's part of the food desert that's been created by people making us their pawns. And so, you know, this is, this is fun when we do this because we get right into something that it's, it's on our brains nice and fresh and we can kind of share it out to people. You know, this podcast is gonna be very versatile now and it's always, we're not gonna be in a studio. This is real life. And we're talking to basically right now, the early adopters of the Beef Initiative and saying, hey, this is where we're going. We have a destination. You wanna kind of lead into that? Yeah, absolutely. So Slim, what's your destination? Why are you doing this? Well, I mean, from the very beginning, I said it was, uh, I was going to save freaking children's lives because I almost, right there, that's it. Bingo, that's it. So you want to save children's lives. Do you, do you just want to save children's lives who are homeschooled, who have access to a ranch right down the road, or do you want to save children's lives? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, the demographic of child does not matter. What it is, is we've got an epidemic of a whole generation or two or three of children that never had the opportunity to have the nutritional delivery to their brains as I did as a child. 
I know that they are basically being killed off slowly. And they're basically, you know, a lot of people in the United States and across the world are living in shadows because the children are dying because of the adult consumption model that we have engineered for ourselves and it's been passed on to our children. And what's going on is it's being swept under the rug. We can't do it anymore. It's that simple. And it's not about homeless children. It's not about children in the hood. It's not about children in small town Texas. They're all suffering from the same issues. Even the ones that come from well-to-do communities and families, they're still right there in front of the deception of the food industry in which has gotten us here that basically you like to bring up 88% of Americans are now metabolically compromised. Only 12% of Americans basically have metabolical structure that they can say is healthy. It's pretty simple. It's not complicated people. Right. So I want to, I want to get clear. I, I think Slim, we're going to turn this into a workshop. Let's do it. We're going to do something a little bit different. New year, new podcast. Yeah, fair enough. So in in order to save children, I've been talking all day, folks. I might lose my voice in the middle of this workshop. You're hitting off the, you're hitting off the new year with a bang. Go for it. <laughs> in, in order to save children's lives, we, we have to tackle the adults. Right. Yep. They are the gatekeepers, essentially, whether it's parents or parental figures. The adults are what act as the model for the children. And you mentioned it. You're one step ahead of me. 88% of the population is metabolically compromised. So in order to reach a critical mass, the critical mass that we need to change the buying behavior of tomorrow. We need 10% of the population. So 10% of the population right now, that's about 33,200,000. That's our, yeah. that's our moonshot. We're starting with that mile marker of a hundred thousand subscribers. We got a ways to go. You early adopters play a, a really critical role in helping us to attain that goal. We're at about 3,000. We've got a ways to go, and we can't do it without you. But rest assured, whether you're here to, to fix food or even fix money, you need that critical mass. And it takes a slightly different approach than what we maybe took earlier at the beginning of the year. Oh, yeah. Right? So. That's that's the number. That's that's the moonshot goal. And let me go back to changing the buying, like the buying behavior of yesterday is what landed us in this shithole today. You you just spoke to that. Exactly. That's a good perspective for to bring to reality right there. Buying habits of yesterday is why we're in the shit show that we are now. You know, it's, it goes back to that old saying is like, you know, what is the definition of insanity, right? It's like to keep on repeating the same damn thing, same damn behavior and expect different results. Something has to give. It's like I always say the fly in the window, right? That fly keeps on trying to get out that damn window. Well, it ends up dead in that window sill. When all it had to do is take a step back or a flight back and find a new path. 
That's that's a, a really good point. And uh, it was Sean Baker tweeted out this morning, and I went back and double checked. I fact checked him that when you look at the plate, the average plate of of the American today, they are consuming roughly two ounces of beef per day. We we all know, anybody who's watching today, we know that beef, and that is why our focus is on beef. It's not on chicken. It's not on turkey. It's not on pork. No. Beef is one of the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet. Americans are eating roughly two ounces per day. Roughly 60% of the diet is processed garbage. Wow. <laughs> People but what is being vilified right now? Of course. Animal protein, beef. It's got to be the, it can't be the 60% <laughs> stuff. No. So our focus is beef for a reason. Always has and, been. And if you look back at what Slim did in year one, particularly with the early adopters, it was all about, and he's still about this, this mantra is still his mantra, repeated again and again and again. First thing to do, shake a rancher's hand. Ask them to educate you. So now we have to kind of shift gears because if we're looking at creating this critical mass, we have to look at the population at large. And we can't deny the fact that 83% of our population resides in urban areas, not necessarily near a farm. Yeah. So how can they? digitally shake a rancher's hand and that was you know in that i think that's been the biggest bottleneck of people being able to actually take action on you know within society even before the beef initiative came along it's always been a major issue because of basically the centralized communication structure the paywalls that you have the type of censorship that is involved with you know the mainstream media the social media and everything and that's why I knew from the very beginning that we had to decentralize those communications. And so, you know, JP and I were talking just today, we we're talking about how much a technology company uh, Beef Initiative is. And what I mean by that is how good we operate in the digital space. So you say, you know, my, my whole upbringing was I learned how to be a person of respect and a man by learning how to shake a man's hand in West Texas. Okay, I know that I'm not a fool. Not everybody has access to that memory, nor that way of life, nor that core belief system. But what I've been trying to do is really emphasize the importance of the visualization of what that requires, the mechanics of it, what it means to our history, what it means to me as a child and to another man that I'm shaking or woman their hand. Okay, we've kind of defined that. We've we've put the value beyond what that means. Well, the Beef Initiative is doing something that nobody's been able to do, and that's basically give market access to that digital handshake through the Beef Initiative platform. That is why we did have basically these micro summits, these events, these meetups all across the nation. I mean, I said 40,000 miles. That was since June. 
let's go back to all the way of last year in January. Let's tack on another 20 to 30. I don't know. It's over 60,000 miles in 2022 was so everybody could go out there and digitally shake the rancher's hands that we brought into the beef initiative. We've got over 110 going on 120 producers. You can either do that search and hopefully, hopefully by now, over 120 ranchers, producers across this nation is somebody that's close to you where you live, maybe in these urban areas. If not, guess what? You have the Beef Initiative. The Beef Initiative is a distributor and partnership up with several of our ranchers, and that's how you shake their hand. You start basically developing that relationship through your consumption model of ordering beef through the Beef Initiative. We have covered every base of giving you market access to that digital handshake and to the product that I talk about that I went out and established these relationships this last year, driving that 60,000 miles across the United States. Well, Slim, something that, that I've learned in, in cultivating this relationship with you, and we've been through several grocery stores together, funny enough. Right? It's kind of fun, isn't it? The, the the grocery store as we know it, the big box grocery store, not the boutique grocery store because I have a client that's going to reach out and say, hey, that's not me. No, it's not. It's not her. But the big box grocery stores, the Publix, yeah. the HEB, the Kroger, wherever you live, you know, pick your poison, the Walmarts, they're captured. Yeah. They're captured. And, and I would love to see the day where we recapture them but when i'm looking at my clients who have expressed that they love what we're doing uh but they try to go visit a ranch and they, they realize that the nearest one is two hours from where they live and they're busy and they're raising the kids and they're doing all that stuff that we mentioned in the last podcast where they're in they're like how do yeah. i how do i get the access with a reasonable amount of convenience not because they're lazy, but look, they can't spend all the time in the world shopping. Mail order beef offers a really unique solution. But like the grocery store, what we're seeing out there, I mean, what does the grocery store do? Let's look at let's look at Whole Foods today. It's greenwashing. It's it's the illusion of health. It's not the real thing. Sure. And so as I've been looking at, and I've been looking at solutions for a long time, anyone in the health and fitness space probably has as well. And I'm seeing the deceptions pop up there too, where it looks like you're getting some sort of a deal, right? You know, things appear on the surface to be really great. But at the end of the day, there's a lack of transparency. There's a lack of authenticity. You don't really know what you're buying. You don't really know what you're getting for your money. And that's why I'm going to be harping a lot on what Beef Initiative offers, particularly with the beef box sales and, and seeing those lines expand to support folks with their unique healthy lifestyle. And how can we do that? And how can we give you the tools, the knowledge, and the resources to educate your friends and bring them along too and let them know that, hey, if you're not near a ranch, we've got a solution for you. And rest assured, when you work with us, 
we open the curtains. Transparency is a core value at the Beef Initiative with the I Am Texas Slim Foundation, with the Beef Initiative, everybody on our team values transparency. Do you have anything to say to that? Well, I was just reflecting because I'm sitting in this parking lot where I'm going is over to Justin's processing center right now, <laughs> you know, and, it's, and I was thinking about how thankful I am, how lucky I am that I can just say, hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to go pick up 200 cuts, of $200 worth of cuts of tenderloins. I'm going this thing that I'm doing. And it's really cool that, hey, all I got to do is go show up. I feel like I'm living that international lifestyle that I talk about. And I know that people can't do that. So what we're doing now, now that we've created that foundation that we just spoke of, is that across this nation right now, the partnerships that we have, the distribution that we've established, the, the, the cost analysis of everything, what it takes to do basically beef boxes to your door in a, in a quality amount of time that everybody can afford, where I think we're there. And what we've done is we're lowering our shipping costs down. We're cutting that in half. We're actually looking at, you and I have been doing product design now for two and a half weeks. Same with Cole Bolton, same with the Warrens with Holy Cow. The people that are basically supplying the beef through the beef initiative through our distribution model, that market access that we've given to two different types of ranchers in the United States. Everybody across the United States can now have that. And we're basically, in cost structure line with Whole Foods, which is actually Amazon. You look at them and how they basically deceive on shipping, how they're not transparent, just like you just said. There's not in thought authenticity there with the beef. We know that. There's not transparency on who's paying for what whenever you buy their products. You have all that bullshit about free shipping. You have this about this type of uh, subsidized product being thrown into your beef box. You know, you're thinking, well, that beef sure was cheap. You're still paying for everything that you're getting. And it's not authentic. It's not transparent. We have th thought about that from the very beginning. And we would not move forward unless we are 100% pure and truth. Truth in food is what we're doing here. Truth in how you access the market access, how you order it, the tools that are used. We've basically completed this test run the last year in 2022, and we're about to blow it up. I mean, our volume, our offerings to like the people that you talk about. And over the next several weeks, we're going to be doing an educational series on, on just that, on what yeah. are some of the, the red flags to, to look out for. Um, you know, I'll, I'll just offer one example. I won't name names. I, I hopped on a site to, to place a, an order for beef. I just wanted beef. And the, the price appeared to be inflated on the beef itself, but then they threw in some free uh, turkey, pork, and some other white meat. <laughs> and I couldn't remove it from the cart. And apparently that was supposed to make me feel like I'm getting a deal. They inflated the cost on the beef, but they threw in this meat that I did not want. Right. And then, of course, they gave me the free shipping offer. So we're going to break that down a little bit. I'd love to get Cole involved in one of these conversations because, you know, this is his this, his zone of genius. He, he can spot yeah. this stuff from a mile away. And I think that would be very useful. 
because I was telling Slim before this started, I was sharing a quote with him, you know, the world makes way for the, for the man who knows where he's going. And it's important to really know where you're going and to navigate this, this world effectively to essentially create that vertical integration as Slim speaks of back into your health. So I'm looking forward to that, that series, but something you mentioned, and, and this is why this is a workshop, like we, we want to save children's lives and there's no shortage of people out there in Twitter, on social media, demonstrating the, the value, almost the miracle that is beef. Seeing people's lives transform, their mental health, their physical health, like the proof is there. The evidence, how much more evidence do you need to see? How, how many more anecdotes do we need to see? But the question is, how can we ensure we continue to have access to high quality beef into the future? And does that mean, I, I might get some hate for, for this, but I, I don't care because my job is to get results for clients. I think something that's often confused is that when we say regenerative agriculture, and I'm just sharing this in because of conversations that I've had with just ordinary people, people associate grass-fed, grass-finished with regenerative ag. And grain-fed, they lump into that other category, you know, a big agra. And that's false. Yeah, yeah. The reality is, is that we've seen people transform. I have personally helped people and I'm a grass fed, grass finished consumer, but I have used grain fed beef to transform people's lives. And I can't unsee that. That's a fact. So what I don't want us to do, because this is a talk to the early adopters, Sure, if people can get access to the grass-fed, grass-finished, that's awesome, and we, we do have those options, so we're not knocking them, but let's not knock somebody for choosing to go the grass-fed, grain-finished route when we, we know they can get 80%, if not more, of the way towards their results, and at the end of the day, you probably get a better price point, and it tastes really good, especially when you're consuming beef from us because we dry age it. And I mean, that's what's done in the highest of high-end steakhouses, right? Exactly. But, but we're not selling it for those high-end, <laughs> high-priced steakhouse price points, which is, I don't know how Cole did it, um, but he did it. Terrace Major, last time I checked, like seven bucks a pound. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And we have something really unique here because it's going to take, you know, the early adopters, I, I joke with them all the time. I can eat dog food as long as it's healthy for me. You know, and when I say that, I mean, I don't care <laughs> if it tastes like dog food as long as it's nourishing my body, but I'm on the extreme end of the spectrum. And I keep that in mind sure. as a health professional because the majority of people coming to me, they're not on the extreme end. They want good enough. Like, let me get healthy enough. I realize that I'm not going to be perfect, but let me get healthy enough. And so taste profile is going to be important. And I just, let me tell you, I've got friends who have ordered from, from Cole Bolton, and that is your primary source, mm -hmm. your primary producer with, with the Beep Initiative currently. 
and uh, the chase profile is just unbeatable. So that's cool that that's there. And on top of it, it's just, it's, it's a great, it's, that is high quality animal protein at its finest. Well, and what we miss, and I think before we, I even started this, something I knew about the ranching and cattle industry in the United States, you know, we have competition. We have competition from the consumer side and we have competition from the rancher side, right? And that's the division that basically the multinational corporations want us to have because it keeps that infighting going to where we're not truly supporting the basically the industry itself. And there's different aspects of the beef industry that people need to pay, pay attention to. The beef initiative is here to save children's lives. The only way that's going to happen truly is by saving the great American rancher. Okay. That's every damn rancher across the United States. Okay. We call it in ranching. We call it a protocol. It's a, it's, it's your inputs into the cow, right? Grass fed, grass finished. That's regenerative. You damn right. Well, there's a ton of other protocols out there. Not saying that I accept them or that I even support them. But I'm not going to let that be a division within the beef initiative from the rancher side, nor the consumer side. Every consumer has access to the type of beef that they deserve at the time in their life when they're basically adopting this lifestyle and this consumption model. To your point, a lot of people might start, start off, all the access they have is Walmart beef, okay? Least beef, okay, that's a starting point. Well, but we're going to compete with Walmart now. So they don't have to worry about that. Okay. And we have every protocol that's going to be available. Go ahead. I do want to say something about that um, in the sense that we went to a meeting. I won't, I won't name the meeting. But, uh, you know, I heard a gentleman kind of joke about sustainability. Haha, <laughs> what does that mean? And we're, that's dangerous, man. When people start trying to muddy words, know you're about to be manipulated. <laughs> it's just like inflation. What's that? Yeah. We've changed the definition. No, we have not changed the definition. That's very specific and clear meaning. And sustainable agricultural practices are essential to promote because the industrial complex is unsustainable in the sense that it cannot continue. Right. At the, at, at the rate that it's continuing now, in the way that it's continuing now, because it is, it's depleting our soils, depleting our lands of the nutrition that our children need to thrive. So right. I want to emphasize that, you know, I think most folks assume that having access to the smaller producers is a luxury. And we're here to show you that it doesn't have to be. And we're here to show you that Everybody can have that access. And yes, right now, I've met people who go to Walmart and they've, they've transformed their, their health. And now they're upgrading. Now right. they're buying there the better beef because they got the health, the energy. And once they get the health and the energy, they start wanting to do more and the momentum builds. So that's important to acknowledge. But at the end of the day, the key is let's educate people and let them know that, no, you have this access too. Yeah, it, and it, it's a beautiful access that takes that, that, basic, that basically knowing what your destination is, that purpose driven, you know, and that's, that's basically your understanding of true food again. 
and you talk about sustainability, sustainability basically creates truth in food because sustainability means that you can repeat the cycle over and over again. You leverage the soil, you leverage the cow, you leverage this, the grasses, you leverage the inputs that are healthy, that is sustainable. Our monocropping, our chemical and grain-based system of agriculture, big ag now is not sustainable. We've got, I don't know, they say 20 years left, right? 40 harvests, 20, you know, it, it breaks down to not very much time. It took us over 50 years to get here. We have to introduce a new model that is sustainable, that is an overreaching regenerative philosophy that everybody can slowly funnel themselves into from consumption to protocol of a rancher. That's why you get maybe a commodity cowboy that's full on multinational grain and chemical. He wants to get out. There's a step to get there. It's just not going to go all the way to grass, uh, grass fed, grass finished. There's a protocol and steps and procedures that take place with him stewarding out of that system into a new regenerative, sustainable system. Well, well, Cole Bolton's fantastic at that. Keep in mind that consumer demand is ultimately what drives them. And that's, yep, and that's why reaching this, this critical mass that we speak of is so essential. And that's why I say that, you know, mail order beef is one of the entry points to... Yeah. You know, we've got to capture that island so that we can one day recapture the grocery store. I do want to recapture the grocery store. I, I do want it to return to a source of trust. And how does that happen? How does that happen? Consumer demand is how that happens. Consumer demand. And then currently right now I've got written down, you know, re reclaiming the health of America. Let's flip that 80%, 88%. Let's let's make the metabolically compromised fall into the twelve percent. Let's that let's flip that plate. Yeah. We're sixty percent of its beef instead of the two out measly ounces. And then let's support our ranchers, whether it's your local rancher, whether it's it's Cole Bolton of KNC Cattle, because we need to ensure, and it's up to us. We vote with our our Bitcoin or our dollars. We vote with our fork. And it's up to us to ensure that they have a sustainable income so that they, they can go along for the ride, this lifetime that we are here. And then those future generations, we're ensuring that they are there and we, we take extreme ownership in that. And then also so that they can replenish the soil, build the soil, ensure that our, our nutrition returns so that we as a society can thrive again. Well, and that's, that's what's so beautiful about the Beef Initiative. I mean, when you talk like that, as far as, you know, how this, how you can visualize what you just said, okay, who pops in my head? Jason Rick, first generation rancher. He has a new grant. He's an education model for that new generation that's coming up that we're saving within that grant, that foundational trust that we established. That is his purpose, man. And that is another pillar of strength for him as far as revenue. That's what that grant is there for, to educate so we can turn that into a revenue model instead of just having one revenue model right there. And then you have the Warrens of Holy Cow. They pioneered into grass-fed organic beef in the United States through Whole Foods. They bring a wealth of freaking pioneering knowledge on how they are going to transform out of Whole Foods, which is a greenwash now, 
into the beef initiative and supplement their rev revenue in that same way of education and already been there, done that. And now they get to reestablish themselves as a pioneer again. Cole Bolton, processing center. Justin Trammell, processing center. Feeding their communities first, then spreading out the extras, basically. And then based on that supply and demand of consumer demand that is now pointed at them and every one of them are coming through the beef initiative portal. And there's a gateway there for the consumer and the rancher to either have the better cost model for their food intelligence or to have another revenue stream that they didn't have before. Yeah, and at the end of the, the, the day, I'm tongue tied I'm so excited that you have an announcement to make that I don't know if you want to make it right now or whether you're going to make it on the Sunday Substack. And I'm referring to that email we received earlier today. I don't know if you well, know about. I don't think I've looked at it. So I'm going to have to take it. All right, look banner. at your email and make that announcement on uh, Sunday. <laughs> okay. You sure, like, you sure it's not today? I'm like bouncing out of my, my chair here. Is it that good? It. Okay, man, you've got, you've got everybody wanting to know now. No, See if I can they'll get have to, to tune into the Sunday Substack and bring a friend. That's your ticket to get I think that's a great idea. Yeah. There you have it. Because the Substack is the portal that I just talked about, right? I mean, that's what we need that 100,000 subscribers right now. And, you know, that Substack is a, is a blast to be able to communicate through. It is a communications portal. And so everybody, you know, we, we basically put it come out at 539 for a reason on Sunday evenings. It's like, so you can turn off all the other world. It's the beginning of the week and you can get focused on this new, basically intentionality. So you can kind of create that destination. What I love about the Substack is what it has the potential to be. We're really going to begin using it as an educational tool to, to give you guys Back to what I was saying earlier, you know, the, the, the tools, the knowledge, the resources to not be a drifter, to, to, to act right. with definiteness of purpose in your day-to-day -day lives. And therefore, you cannot possibly feed the deception. When you are that crystal clear on where it is, what it is you want, where you are in relation to where you want to go, it's hard to pull you off your path. And then the other cool thing about the Substack is, is it's very symbolic of what we stand for. It's direct access. There's no filter. Yeah. It's direct access to Slim. There's, there's a censorship protection element to it. You know, if, if we go away on Twitter, rest assured that Sunday Substack's going to keep coming out, at least for now. And if, and if that's yeah. ever not the case, we'll be way ahead of that and we'll let you know where we go. But right now, that's okay. the place. Well, it's the place and it, it makes total sense because, I mean, from, from my entertaining songs, I hope people like the songs. But to me, being able to really kick off the week with a state of mind that really helps the beef initiative. And I hope it helps everybody else's lives that are in here. Because you just brought up a point, and it's hard to understand this. You know, my father was a counselor. He talked about recovery, you know, and recovery can be looked at in many ways, you know, from addiction, food addiction, just any type of chemical change in your body and your system. 
you know, and what happens is a lot of times, you know, and you yearn for that change, but you don't know how you're going to weather that storm. And that's part of recovery, because sometimes you don't have the clarity that you want to have. And it's, it's basically a form of encouragement that you have to get. And so I hope that Substacks is a form of encouragement, say, hey, dive in here, man. Let's get busy together. Let's do this together. This is a collaboration. We've all been there. We've all had our struggles from health, you know, to ill health, to maybe some addictions, to denials of food, whatever it is. And so I cannot emphasize how important that Substack is going to be and how it already is right now, because that's really was the source of the seed of us getting to where we are right now. Yeah, before you close it out, Slim, I, I have written down here 88% I said that while this number is multifactorial, yes. there's many reasons we're here. At the foundation of it, understand lies nutrition. And that is why starting at one of the most nutrient dense foods on the planet is so critical because we can build on top of that solid foundation but we all know what happens when we build our houses on top of sand because that's what we're doing every day right now the rest of it comes down with it you know we're we're less able to look feel and perform better as a human being as a spouse as a friend as a dad a mom you name it Everything sits on top of that nutritional foundation. So we're not overly simplifying that, but rest assured, you can't do anything without it. You can't do anything well without your health. It's freaking hard. No. Well, it, it's a form of, it, it, it creates a form of insecurity of spirit. And nobody should have to walk this earth and live here in the short amount of time that we're here with not that strong spirit. That strong spirit has to start with nutritional power, nutritional balance, nutritional delivery to the brain that we're not getting as a society. And it's so simple, it's complicated, but it's complicated for many, many reasons. And that's why we don't simplify things in the way as far as why we're here. What we want you to do is hear us. Acceptance is the key that what we're talking about is not something that is a marketing plan. This is to save lives. This is to start by saving children's lives first. But to do that, we, the adults, have to change our course. We have to. It's not a judgment. It's not a judgment. It's an opportunity. It's a perfect storm to save the American rancher, to save children's lives, to save our lifestyles, and to increase our spirits where they're supposed to be. It's, it's so beautiful, and you just want to shake everybody and say, come on, let's do this together, and that's right. what we're asking you to do. So I have a tactical takeaway before you close it out. Okay. A few tactical takeaways. So when you get done watching this, this podcast, I want you to either go join the Substack if you haven't already, and if you have, bring somebody else. Second. I want you to try a beef box. I want you to try maybe the ground beef. Who doesn't love burgers? Right. <laughs> Get yourself a ground beef beef box and throw a barbecue and invite over your friends and encourage them to recognize the difference because they will. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Between a high quality piece of animal protein and what they're accustomed 
to consuming. So those are the two tactical takeaways. Let me throw a third in there. We're always going to throw this one in there. Please, please, please. Uh, Jason cannot do what he does without you guys donating to the I Am Texas Slim Foundation. It doesn't work without you. And uh, the announcement is related to that, but I'll let you, I'll let you uh, <laughs> mention that on Sunday. That's the cliffhanger. Can't give it all away. Well, and I was kind of being coy and sly like I do because uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. And this foundation is going to be something that's going to just explode here really soon. And I'm excited about that for Jason. I mean, it couldn't go to a better rancher right now. It, once again, another perfect storm. So, you know, it's that that ground beef box you know what i got in my head whenever you send that ground beef box because i remember when i first talked to cole he goes it's the, it's the best freaking ground beef you ever best burger you're ever gonna have how many times do we hear that in marketing right i mean stupid freaking centralized marketing plans so we're kind of desensitized to it right but yeah whatever you're just talking about food and how good it tastes everybody says it tastes good this shit, you will never eat another burger again. And I've been toying around with this idea. I got Texas Slim's burgers in my brain whenever you said that. So go buy the beef box and let's create and have a competition. I don't know, Texas Slim burger competition, something like that. I think that'd be blocked. I love it. I think that's a I love idea. it too. It is a good idea because I guarantee, I talked to this person and they're in Atlanta. Their father had gone vegan. And he was, you know, be all this health stuff. She fed him two burgers from Cole. He now orders religiously off of the, the platform. It just happens. And it's not a marketing plan, man. Just try it out. It's cheaper than the supermarket right now. 10 pounds, $115. That's cheaper than supermarket. You cook it up and, and it remains there when you're done cooking it. It's, it's quite extraordinary. Find out for yourself. It, Don't take my word for it. Find out for yourself. Is it 20 pounds? I'm going to have to, y'all go look and correct me, beefinista.com under freaking beef. Look at the beef box. Maybe it's 20 pounds. I guess you're going to have to find out. I don't know. But uh, you ready to send this one on? Or I'll send it off. How's that, Sean? Okay. Everybody always remember this is podcasting 2.0. Go download the Fountain app. We don't have anybody to think on stacking and streaming sats right now because this was impromptu. But next week, we're going to have a double list of people that actually are building this podcast. We were top five last week as far as people supporting and giving back. Give back to the podcast through your sats. Give back to Jason Rick's grant from the foundational trust that we established so he can be the educator that he is. We're going to re-educate this nation from consumerism to ranching to everybody's going to be a producer go be a producer today and basically support the beef initiative and get people to come along for the ride sean it's always great to see you everybody else much love i am texas slim